You are listening to episode 38 of the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. Today, we're going to talk about when you're overwhelmed. You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. I'm your host, certified coach Lisa Schwaller. Each week, we talk about how you can rise above the stress of modern living so that you can focus your energy on what matters most. All right, let's get started. Hello, how are you doing today? Have you had the experience of feeling overwhelmed ever, maybe even recently? Feelings and thoughts of overwhelm is, well, it's something I hear frequently when I talk to people about how they're doing, whether it's through coaching conversations or just interacting with life in general. It's one of those words that comes up so often that we don't even pause to be curious about it. The sky is blue, gravity holds us on Earth, and modern life is overwhelming. I think we think these are all just facts. And yet, I truly believe we don't have to live this way. In fact, the favorite success story I have of the power of coaching is how drastically I have shifted my own relationship with this idea that modern life is overwhelming and it's a fact that like the sky is blue. It's what fuels a lot of my work. It's why I wanted to be the less stress, more fun coach, because I've been able to see that transformation in other people and it's brilliant. Today, I want to share thoughts about the surprising causes of overwhelm and I'd like to provide effective solutions for when you're in feelings of overwhelm, then we'll have our homework assignment at the end. But let's start at the beginning. What causes overwhelm in the first place? The answer to this question is it's truly individual to you. And yet I hear a few common explanations and the large sorting, my brain loves to sort, um, They usually fall into a category of too much and not enough. Let me talk through how too much and not enough show up. Sometimes they come in pairs. Here are a few examples. There's too much to do and not enough time. There's too many bills and not enough money. There's too much have to and not enough get to or want to. I teach a three-layer framework for identifying and being aware of the source of the challenges that are causing overwhelm for you. Let's talk about this today. Because we need to know what we're dealing with in our own minds and in our own lives before we can make lasting change. How often have we made changes only to revert? And it's because we haven't really taken the time to do the underlying shift in our self-perception. The first layer of my framework is expectations. This is everything that's outside of you that asks for your attention or compliance. This is work, relationships, parenting, being a a child, taking care of aging parents who need us. These are things that we have committed to that ask us to deliver something. Then there are expectations around how we're supposed to show up. There could be actual specific expectations that we take on. There could be general social expectations of how we're supposed to show up and why. 
the next layer of the framework is that we turn some of those expectations into pressure. And this is where we start turning things into a problem. Because if there are expectations outside of you or or expectations you have of yourself and you like them, then you're probably not feeling overwhelmed. You're probably totally on board with it. Awesome. But the problems tend to start when we start talking to ourselves with words like should, supposed to, have to. I'll offer that when we take expectations, which are just options, opportunities, invitations, and we start writing stories about them, over time, these stories about how we're supposed to respond become our self-concept. This sounds like, I'm the person who, or I could never do that. Let's go back to this too much, not enough equation. There's too much to do and not enough time. People are expecting me to get all this done, and I'm supposed to. The expectation is that there's a lot to do, and the pressure is that there's not enough time, and we're supposed to. We're just supposed to figure it out. We have to figure it out. I want to give an example to bring this to life. One person I I worked with recently was feeling really overwhelmed by planning a party for her family. And she told me this story, and I'll summarize and paraphrase. The party's in three weeks, and of course, no one is helping. And when I do get someone to help, they don't do the job right. There are all these people staying with us, and the house is a mess. I was hoping to have the guest bathroom redone before the party, but there's just no way that's going to happen in time. (laughs) So our work together was really to explore this story. And of course, in all compassion, I mean... We all have stories like that. Ah, woe is me. This thing is happening to me and it's overwhelming. And we had to take a look at the way she was describing the story and the words she was using and see what the meaning making was, right? Coaching in a lot of ways is just slowing down time and separating the facts from the story and then just eventually moving into, all right, so now where's your decision making ability here? And this is what we found out together. We found out that she had a list of expectations, real or implied, that she was supposed to participate and even coordinate and lead family gatherings, that she was expected to open her home to guests, especially if they're family, that she was expected to have a nice home for her guests, that she was expected to provide a nice home that they would think is a nice home. She was expected to be in charge of the planning, and she was expecting that people would need to be asked to help, that there would be no volunteers and that she couldn't do it without asking for help, and she was expecting that people would be reluctant to help, and she was expecting that the help provided would not meet her expectations. Let's just pause. Who's exhausted just even thinking about that list of expectations? And this is, I'm obviously summarizing, or we'd be here all day. And these were the pressures. Going to the next layer, this list of expectations that she had, whether they had been stated to her explicitly said or just things that she kind of absorbed from the ether of our culture, this was how it turned into pressure. She took responsibility of the planning. She felt that asking for help was an inconvenience. She felt like her home had to meet a certain standard and it wasn't good enough as it was. 
She felt the party had to meet a certain standard and it wasn't going to meet other people's expectations. Other people's enjoyment and opinions were ultimately her responsibility. And finally, this was all summed up into an if it's to be, it's up to me victim or martyr mentality. What she wasn't saying is whatever she was doing, it probably wasn't going to be good enough. Too much pressure and she wasn't going to be enough. We looked at her idea about herself that was turning things into expectations. I mean, after all, her partner was excited about the party and didn't see what the big deal was. No overwhelm for her partner. (laughs) As we explored, we found a few subconscious thoughts or thoughts that weren't in her conscious awareness. This was contributing to that sense of overwhelm. I don't do things as well as my grandmother. She put on such great parties and I just, I never measure up to that. I never meet my father's standards for these kinds of get-togethers. And I'm the memory maker for my partner and our children and I don't want to let them down. Can you relate to this? Whether it's a work project causing your overwhelm or parenting toddlers or trying to lose weight, can you relate to the sense of it's all too much and there's not enough and I'm not enough? Oh, it's, it just feels so heavy and overwhelming, even me just describing it to you. Well, let's switch gears into problem solving. So just like in that example, when you're in overwhelm, Write out everything that your mind is telling you. Go deep. Tell yourself, oh, yeah, that sounds awful. What else? You know, like show up like you would if you were the world's most compassionate best friend. Oh, okay. What else? Oh, oh, that, yeah. Oh, poof. That sounds overwhelming. What else you got? Write like a child. Try to get away from all the ways your grown-up self will try to edit yourself, filter yourself, correct yourself, shame, or even shush your complaints. I mean, really have a pity party. I mean, go for it. And then when you're done, look at what comes up, both in your thinking and in your body, what you're feeling. And when you're ready, you may want to take a little break at this point. (sighs) You know, go get a glass of water and walk around the block. And then come back and, and look at this, this download out of your mind and ask yourself questions like, who is expecting this from me? Really, really. Fact check that. And then ask yourself, why do I think I have to meet these expectations? And then ask yourself, what do I really want to create here? I was fortunate to grow up with some salty characters. My grandfather probably told me 500 times, If they're not paying your bills, then bleep them. Um, And I love it. I think it's great advice. And it actually curtailed for me a fair amount of (laughs) people-pleasing. Because, you know, when I find myself ramped up and feeling overwhelmed that I might not be meeting other people's expectations, I kind of hear his voice in my head. And yet, for me, I do still experience overwhelm. Of course, I'm a person living in the modern times. and. For myself and the people that I work with, overwhelm typically boils down to these reasons. That I've said yes to more than what comfortably fits into my calendar. 
along with all of my other priorities and values. I've said yes to things that don't actually matter to me or that aren't going to be part of the future that I'm trying to create. Or, and this is the sneaky one, I've said yes to standards and expectations that are not actually being measured by anyone. Like, I think sometimes we think the people in our life are showing up with an auditor's checklist and a clipboard like it's everything that we're doing is about to be measured and then put out for public consumption. And even if it was, who cares? (laughs) Like, what's the consequence of that? But I think we believe that those measurements are, are real. And there's a lot of information coming out in sociobiology that supports the reason why, but this is why we have our decision brain. Let's go back to our overwhelmed party planner that I was talking about. After we got all of this out and took a look at everything in her mind, whether whether she was aware she was thinking of it or it was something running in the background, then we pivoted and we started with the end in mind. And I asked her, what are you trying to create here? What's the thing that you hope lives beyond the actual day of the party? And it came out, it's actually quite beautiful. She just wanted to honor her son's birthday and create an opportunity for her family to be together. (sighs) And that's so much simpler. That has nothing to do with the guest bathroom, right? And the truth is that people being in the same room were laughing together. That's what she wanted them to remember. She wanted to create an opportunity to come together and get to know each other and maybe even enjoy each other's company. Then when we asked her, how do you want to experience it in real time? And she said, oh, I just really want to be present and enjoy the experience. Awesome. We established a new baseline. We went down line by line on her party worries, and we decided to decide which items she was going to commit to against that outcome. If the goal was, I want to be fully present, I want to enjoy being at the party too, and I want to create an opportunity for people to come together, get to know each other, and maybe have fun. We went through the list. Guests, bathroom, great. You know what's going to make sure everybody has fun together? There's plumbing that works. There's toilet paper, soap, and a hand towel. Everything else is just, you know, if you get around to it and you want to. But it is not a have to. There's no reason to get overwhelmed. If that guest bathroom is 30 years old, if it's got plumbing, (laughs) people can still have fun. Food. All right. Well, people need water to hydrate and a birthday cake. Everything else is a bonus. The house itself. Let's see. There's room for people to sit. We we can even have everybody sit on the floor. In some cultures and families, this is the, the preferred or only option. Everything else is a bonus. We talked about what to do as far as the list that she had in her mind. Then we talked about, well, what happens when that overwhelm tries to come in and take over again? Like these old thought patterns, well, yeah, we don't have one nice, logical, tidy solution and these thought patterns say, oh, well, I've been overpowered by your prefrontal cortex. I quit. No, no, no. These thought patterns will come back again and again, and that's okay. It's just helpful to have a plan in advance. I'll offer to you What I find helpful to you is first, I welcome overwhelm in as a friend. Oh, hello, my sweet friend overwhelm. I thought you'd be here. I've quite honestly been expecting you. You're a little late this time. (laughs) 
for me, overwhelm is a signal. It's just a sign that something has shifted in my thought pattern. And that in that case, things have gotten more stressful and a lot less fun. So thank you, my good friend, the feeling of overwhelm, because you've you've provided me a message. I'll take a look and I'll ask myself, have I started to say yes to something that I don't want to? Have I forgotten that only yeses go on my list? The truth is in our life that we don't have to, a lot of cases. We literally could go be homeless down by the river. That is an option that's available to us. You know, if you're not choosing it, it's because of something that you want instead. So I will remind myself like, oh, yes, this these are things I'm saying yes to. So if it's not a willing yes, what's going on? Overwhelm is a signal. And pressure to meet expectations is totally optional. It's just a thought pattern. Today, we talked about the causes of overwhelm, that framework of perceiving expectations, converting or morphing them into pressure, and then compounding them by your self-concept. Oh, I'm the person who is supposed to throw the party. And then we talked about a few suggestions for handling your overwhelm, which means that it's time for this week's Coach Lisa homework. I would love for you to think of a situation where you feel overwhelmed in your current life or remember a time that you felt overwhelmed and tell that story in vivid detail. Remember, go in and really have a pity party. Oh, this happened, this happened, this happened. Just take it down like you're downloading every miserable detail to the kindest, most receptive friend you have. And then pick out the obvious and the hidden expectations that you see. Are you thinking people out there in the outside world expect something of you? Have you made those your own expectations? Are you using that to generate pressure inside yourself to meet a certain standard or to satisfy those expectations? And then finally, notice your opinion of yourself in this story. Describe yourself like you're a character in a TV show. And when you're done, ask yourself, do you love playing this role? Do you like to be this overwhelmed person who's trying to make everybody happy and to be the kind of person who dot, dot, dot? Or is it time to rewrite the script and remake the character of you in this situation? Because you are the only person in every scene of your life. If you're feeling overwhelmed, consider that you really can rewrite the story and just be Weary that I think a lot of us feel, and it's just part of how our brains work and part of how human society works. There's nothing wrong with it. We are all giving expectations to each other and we're reading expectations. That's all fine. But in this modern world and with your powerful brain, you can just look at all that and say, hmm, you know, I can decide to say yes to that expectation, but I don't have to be miserable about it. Tap into your power of choice. And honestly, now I'm in kind of a party planning mood. What about you? Have a great week and we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying what you're learning, I'd love to have you as a member of the Less Stress, More Fun community on Facebook. Join me there to continue the conversation from the podcast. Plus, you'll get access to things I share only with community members. I'll talk to you next week.